honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps and is also a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. Thank you very much, Dylan and Kyle out of Vancouver, British Columbia, for having Timberwolves Explosion a part of your network. Really appreciate you very much. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today. It's Friday. It's time to talk Timberwolves yet again. Minnesota Timberwolves played five games last week. That's right. Very busy schedule and won three of them. Not bad, eh? Well, at the end of the day, here's my John Madden take on that. Well, if you want to be above 500, you got to win like more than half of the game. So that's the way to start it. You got to win more than half of the games and then you're above 500. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Uh, I'll draw a little on the screen. Okay, sorry. Either way, uh, and God rest uh, John Madden's soul. Had to have fun with that because he likes to throw out the Captain Obvious type statements as if they're uh, earth shattering on occasion. He used to do that a little bit, but, oh, uh, you know, okay, yeah. <laughs> That's, that, it's a start. It's a start. I mean, over a little stretch like that, yeah, keep it up. Beat teams like Phoenix. A nice, impressive win over Cleveland. The Utah game, we could talk about that for about five hours straight. Just that one. The Denver game, the Wolves looked good and then fell apart late. The Toronto game, the Wolves looked awful and surged late. So, yeah, it, it was kind of like a tale of two halves or tale of two games and stay in, a, in a back-to-back with Denver-Toronto. Pretty impressive. And really had to travel from Denver back to Minneapolis to play the Toronto Raptors. Raptors were already here resting, waiting. Started kicking our butts, and it was like, here we go. Here we go. Three-game losing streak. But at least we get to play Houston two games in a row. We'll see how that turns out. Sweep, 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 I hope. And then at New Orleans, oh boy. That's the uh, three games to preview after the five games we review. And I better get, get I better giddy up, as they might say in Australia or anywhere else. <laughs> I better giddy up, eh? Uh, 121. <laughs> how, do you, how do you combine those two words together? Giddy up, eh? Hmm. Maybe in Calgary, because, uh, yeah, Canada and Rodeo, anyhow. 121 to 116, the Timberwolves beat the Phoenix Suns, or something like that. They're the Phoenix Suns sets, because uh, Dario Saric started. Hmm. DeAndre Aiden was okay. Michael Bridges was pretty good. Damian Lee, 31 points off the bench. Devin Booker out. Jay Crowder out. Cam Johnson, whoever that is. I'm just kidding. He's, he's okay. He's okay. He's not that great, but... He beats us. Out. Chris Paul, out. So they're the Phoenix Sunsets. That's what they are. They're, the sun is setting in Phoenix, if you get the idea. Josh Okogi. Josh Okogi. Remember he signed with the Suns? Uh, was it uh, two summers ago? That's right. Seven points. <clears throat> Three rebounds for Josh Okogi. So good for him. Bismack Biambo, he's still around. And <clears throat> they didn't look like the Phoenix Suns. They kind of like like Charlotte Hornets, maybe? That's probably their clo- the closest incarnation I can think about. Another reason why they're the sunsets are the Phoenix Twilights. They kind of look like Twilight, you know, where it's teal. You get the idea? I'm not even trying to be funny. It's just that they, they're not, yeah, they're not 
that's not good right now. And the uniform is as weird as that is. It's kind of cool. You know, it works for me. I kind of like it. Like teal uniforms for the Phoenix Suns. Sure, it it works. I'll I'll give it a pass. I like them a heck of a lot better than our city jerseys. They're lame. They look like a soccer team. We're not soccer. We're a basketball team. I, I don't know. And if it represents something that I don't know, it's it's not a it's not something I'm all that uh, big fan of. Uh, Anthony Edwards was outstanding. Kyle Anderson won an amazing week, and Jaden McDaniels continues to really step up and play. Uh, six assists in the game by Jaden McDaniels, but also that defense, some of that weak side defense. Torian Prince's return has been just a, a godsend for the Minnesota Timberwolves. 16 points up the bench, and he does a hell of a lot more than just score points. Obviously, again, he does a lot of the quote-unquote little things that don't show up in the stat sheet. Uh, yep, and Timberwolves and Nuggets is flashing on the screen right now on NBA TV as I record this. David Adelman, former Minnesota Timberwolves assistant and, of course, son of Rick Adelman, head coach of the Wolves years ago. I like David Adelman. It's kind of cool. Uh, Rudy Gobert, only four points as the starting center of the Timberwolves. At least he played starting minutes in this one, which, again, sometimes isn't the case. I don't know. I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say coming up, and uh, I kind of wanted to make that the feature of the show, and I probably kind of will going forward, but good grief. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. But let's kind of continue where we're at first. I apologize. and it, it will be a feature presentation as we move forward, and also a quote from D'Angelo Russell, some cute, entertaining stuff, I guess, if you can call it that. Um, but, you know, a nice, solid win by the Wolves. Anthony Edwards attacking the basket. And taking the shots he takes and all that, obviously a solid, solid performance. Um, he didn't shoot particularly well from the outside, but again, attacking the rim and making all of his free throws. Timberwolves actually, geez, they made almost all of their free throws in this game. Very impressive, 17 to 20. But of course, a lot of people would probably like a little more than that. Uh, 52% from the floor, this, there's that. But again, an overall solid win by the Wolves against a depleted Phoenix Suns team. For the sake of time, we'll continue to move. Again, definitely not a feature presentation type of game. This one's a lot closer. This is probably the second best game of the week. Uh, oh, actually, you could actually, it is the best game of the week, but not the feature presentation in terms of the show. 110 win, one, uh, 110 to 102 over Cleveland. The Wolves sweep the season series versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. Sweet. Anthony Edwards, 26 points again. You think, yeah, Anthony Edwards has the, uh, <laughs> the what you call it, in the bag here, the, the Lone Wolf Award in the bag, but maybe not. Maybe not because a certain other guy has just been so good and he deserves recognition. Kyle Anderson. Kyle Anderson from Scotland, right? Just kidding. Four points, four assists, five rebounds again, three blocks, two steals. Just kind of doing a, a bit of everything. Only attempted two shots and made them both. Rudy Gobert banged up for the 900th time this season. 13 minutes and all that uh, starting the game. Only attempted three shots and six points. But Anthony Edwards kind of took the reins and... Nas Reed, excellent as well, instead of Rudy Gobert, uh, other than shooting one of seven from downtown, he was phenomenal other than that, when you do the math, absolutely awesome performance, actually like eight of nine from the floor, eight of nine from the floor from two-point range, basically, if you know what I mean, non-threes, but sucked from out, uh, outside, oh well, uh, we'll take it as long as the Wolves can defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers, insanely impressive performance, Jalen Noel, great off the bench as well. Didn't do anything from downtown, but again, attacking the rim and using that athletic athletic ability and offensive talent. Luca Garza, major factor as well at times. Uh, again, he's like the best per 48 minutes performer on the team, but yeah, you know how that works. Guy with such a small sample size, they might have uh, really insane uh, <laughs> per 48 minutes numbers. So that's kind of a cute little thing. 
D'Angelo Russell only 20 minutes in the game, you know, kind of benched again in favor of like the Austin Rivers of the world, the Jalen Noels of the world. So, and I'm totally fine with that. Anthony Edwards again leading the way, hitting literally half of his threes and more than half of his overall shots from the floor. Another great performance by the Timberwolves against the Cleveland Cavaliers, just like earlier in the season. Really uh, exciting stuff. 56% from the floor in this one, but did not make a whole lot of threes. Only 9 of 28. So no uh, beef and cheddars for all of you out there that like that sandwich. And I'm one of them. I haven't had one in a while, though. So <laughs> it'd be nice. Um, I'll find out if I'm going to be able to get one tonight, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> After the Toronto game, I'm just messing around. But <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. But Timberwolves have played the Cleveland Cavaliers very well. Uh, again, Rudy Gobert. And Donovan Mitchell greeted each other to start the game out. This was another game. It looked like the Wolves were going to be beat. Uh, Darius Garland hitting the three. It's crazy. He only hit one, but it felt like felt like more. And it was a pretty much a, it was a big shot that put Cleveland up by a, a significant amount. But the Wolves just kept clawing back and clawing back in this one. Literally, uh, Cleveland again had the advantage late in that second half, and they had a very good second quarter. It was their best quarter of the whole game. It was the Wolves' fourth quarter that won this thing, 33 to 22. Outscoring the Cleveland Cavaliers down the stretch, and Anthony Edwards again clutch and outstanding down the uh, down the stretch. Generally speaking, nobody really was that good in the game for Cleveland, except maybe a Jared Allen, eight of ten. You know, another guy that probably should get the ball more often. He's like one of those guys that his field goal percentage is up on the moon. Love and Rubio both coming off the bench. They're both on the B team now for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and that's a pretty good B team. I mean, Ricky Rubio, Kevin Love, Karis Levert. Seti Osman's de- uh, decent as well, but yeah, that, that that trio, that's a really, really nice group of players, actually. Um, Okoro, obviously, is a big, you know, a big, big draft pick just recently. Mobley's way up there, obviously. Donovan Mitchell, you know, he had, what did he have, like a 70-point game this year, didn't he? Darius Garland can tear you to pieces as well, and I think the whole planet of Timberwolves fans would prefer Darius Garland over D'Angelo Russell. Uh, Darius Garland was actually plan A for uh, Gerson Ross Rosas, and then the just almost as exciting for him anyway uh, was uh, D'Angelo Russell and I bought into it and a lot of us did as well and well yeah I mean D'Angelo Russell can get hot he can be exciting but he's certainly not what he thinks he is Uh, he thinks he's a franchise leading you know lead guard he does I'm I'm not so sure not so sure but a nice nice solid win Timberwolves showed up to play literally down the stretch in that fourth quarter and well things like that you know that can help you uh, get in the right direction and start winning some games. This is the game that will make Minnesota Timberwolves fans cringe. It's cringeworthy in a lot of ways. The Rudy Gobert trade, and it generated my uh, Twitter uh, poll that I put up there. And, of course, it's a question that was all over the Twin Cities with other uh, podcasts and other uh, like, like radio shows like Score North and such, um, Flagrant Howls, and uh, what is it? Well, Score North in general, Mackie and Judd is the show I'm thinking about. So, I mean, obviously. Bleacher Report. Well, who's the first player that comes to mind when you see this logo? The Finals? Well, the original one was Michael Jordan when it just said Finals. Now that it says The Finals, uh, I don't want to think about certain players that have been in the Finals a lot other than, I guess, LeBron James. Currently, it would definitely be LeBron James because he's been in like 900 Finals. Sorry, that was the distraction, but I had to see it. I had to mention it. Um, again, Carl Anthony Towns and George McLaughlin out forever with their calf injuries. I probably don't even need to get into that. The Utah game, I'm just delaying the inevitable. Anthony Edwards, nice numbers and everything. Kyle Anderson, a triple-double, again, showing what he can do. 
triple-double, 13 points, 10 assists, 11 rebounds. He was absolutely great. And the Wolves played well most of this game. But down the stretch, things just kind of fell apart. Kind of in Tim Rule's fashion, instead of having that nice fourth quarter, the Wolves had a crappy one. Um, it was kind of like the anti-Cleveland game, where the Wolves, I thought, were the better team most of this game. But then the Utah Jazz kept chipping away, and a certain young man named Walker Kessler, who just might be part of the uh, world, worst trade in Tim Rule's history, in terms of he's on the successful side. We'll leave it at that. Um, maybe. And if it ends up being the worst trade in Timberwolves history, like Walker Kessler ends up becoming a, a future All-Star and the Wolves give up a million picks and Rudy Gobert never sees the All-Star game again and he's just kind of a slow-plotting guy who's good sometimes but not good other times. And again, the four draft picks and, you know, J- J- Jared Vanderbilt, a nice, really nice role player. It would be the second time that a Minnesota team went all-in and there was a name, I mean, there, and somebody with the name Walker was involved in the trade. Herschel Walker, Minnesota Vikings, Walker Kessler to the uh, Utah Jazz from the Timberwolves. So it's like the other side of the equation, but the successful side, of course, always going the other direction uh, when it comes to Minnesota sports and deals like this. But um, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, I want to say it's it's too early, but is it, though? Is it too early? Is it? And, of course, we'll get deeper into that in the uh, Fan Interaction segment. But Or should I even bother getting deeper into it uh, or, like, waiting until that? Because if it's me, see, Rudy Gobert, he, he played in the game, and he played five minutes. It's like, pfft, that's great. And, of course, that did help Walker Kessler's uh, cause in this game. But offensive rebounds, nine offensive rebounds, nine offensive rebounds. A huge reason why the Wolves lost the game. Because the Wolves lost by one point. One frickin' point. Nine offensive rebounds. You don't think that helped the Utah Jays win the game by one? You don't think that helped the possibility maybe the Wolves might have won this thing by five, six, whatever? You don't think so? Walker Kessler, 20-20. 20-20. Only two blocks, which is actually low for him. He's more of a three or four block a game guy. Walker Kessler is on a rookie contract. In the uh, a late first round rookie contract. Rudy Gobert is making him almost $50 million a year. He's 30 years old. Walker Kessler's a rookie. He's 21. Again, so which situation would you prefer? A, a ton of cap space because you don't have to, you know, so you could let, uh, you know, what's his name? You could let guys like Beasley, you could still trade him away or, or let him go. Um, and same with uh, the other guy that we got rid of, uh, Beverly, Patrick Beverly. You know, that's a ton of cap space right there. So you still have a, a significant amount of cap space. You have an incredibly nice rookie who's got a future. He might not be an all-star, but, I mean, if he's going to... I mean, somebody is not going to have a game like that if there isn't something there. You know, I mean, some plotting nobody, you know, like like uh, Myers Leonard isn't going to do that. A Joe Klein isn't going to do that. You know, <laughs> Stacey King is not going to do that. Luke Longley is not going to do that. It's not going to happen. There's something there with Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler. I know. I, I, it's not. That's not how he sounds at all. And Rudy Gobert's press conference when he came to Minnesota was awesome. I mean, I, I, I was, I, I was. It was an awesome press conference. Very mature. Very cool. Just had an aura around him. Really liked him. Really liked Rudy Gobert very much in the press coverage. But I like Walker, uh, Walker Kessler too. For somebody his age, youngster, to be that mature and that kind of, just, you know, kind of like a, a mature, humble, but but confident. And 
look what he's doing already, you know. He's not a stud, but look what he's doing. There, there's a future. There's a future with Walker Kessler Jr. Walker Kessler Jr. technically, but they don't they don't put that in there. But uh, And then Jordan Clarkson for the 9 billionth time beat us again. Beat us again. The last time when he finally beat the Jazz, Clarkson shot like 3 of 15 or something. He didn't shoot well in this game either, but he made the shots he needed to down the stretch. 6 of 16 overall and 4 of 10 from the other the other place. Yeah, downtown. I'm just kidding. Colin Sexton, former Cleveland Cavalier. Yep, part of that Donovan Mitchell deal. 7 to 10. No threes, but good game for him. Sexton. It's a funny name. Neil Alexander Walker. Alexander Walker, sorry. That was, uh, that was a guy that was projected to come to the Wolves years ago. Ended up not being all that spectacular, but we'll see. N-A-W. Nah. Okay. That's like, nah, I don't want him, right? <laughs> Mike Conley, there's kind of conversation. Maybe the Wolves should go after him. Nice veteran leader instead of uh, D'Angelo Russell. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But um, it's a conversation. It is a conversation that's going to go on forever and ever and ever. All that cap space, you still have Carl Anthony Towns. You still have Anthony Edwards. You know, I mean, you just don't have Gobert. But, you know, I mean, Rudy Gobert hasn't even been blocking shots that much for the Wolves. I just think there's more there with Walker. And again, Walker's on the upside. Rudy Gobert, is he on the is he is he on the downside? Maybe, maybe not, but maybe. He is 30. 30's not old, but it's not young. It's not young. It is 30. 30's that magical age when things just might start slowing down. Um hopefully Rudy Gobert lasts many years and he's an all-star every year, but he ain't going to no all-star game this year as far as I'm concerned, and that kind of sucks. He's not Defensive Player of the Year either. Now, what's going on here? Is that Luka Garza nailing threes here? Looks like it, right? Yeah, I remember now. <laughs> Luka Garza, nice game. <laughs> I like the one. It's obviously a nice player. But uh, this Utah game, again, just kind of set us all in the wrong. It just gave us all the wrong feeling. It really did. Anthony Edwards had some great moments, but overall didn't shoot that great. D'Angelo Russell was adequate. 6 of 11. He made half, of, you know, three of six, whatever. Kyle Anderson's triple-double was really cool. You know, it's really nice numbers and everything. But, ah, Luka Garza sucked in the game, too. One of seven overall. He was a mess, unfortunately. Nathan Knight was better. Um, Could have used a little help. Both, most, All three of those center guys weren't all that great. What they? Looks like they combined for 17 points. That's okay. 12, re, you know, that's not bad. 12 rebounds, but shot, like, you know, awful. Three of eight. No, that's three-pointers. What am I talking about? Eh, 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 whatever. Nathan Knight, three of four. That's, that's okay. Nas Reed, three of eight. Ugh. So, I don't know. Mm. Bottom line, it didn't give us a good feeling. It really didn't. Jade McDaniels had his weakest game of the week, I'd have to say. Definitely. Uh, Toronto game was much better. Um, uh, this game made you feel awful. It, it really did. Um... Utah Jazz, yep, they're, yeah, the, the, it's funny how the retros have been going with those, uh, a, a lot of the retro jerseys have gone with a lot of the weird rebrands in hockey and basketball, and I kind of commented on that and all that stuff on both Timberwolves Explosion and, or Brave the Wild and now this show, Timberwolves Explosion, like the Buffalo Sabres had that weird rebrand in the late 90s, and I didn't like it, I like the classic Buffalo Sabres, they've gone back to that, um, the Detroit Pistons had the uh, teal look. The Utah Jazz had this mountainy look, which actually, it looks good. It's nice. Ugh. But I like, uh, <laughs> but I like, um, I like the classic look more, you know, with the note and everything. I like that one. It's just, that's, that's the Utah Jazz and the New Orleans Jazz. I, I like it. 
I like it a lot. Um, it was really nice artwork, and again, it was the Carl Malone Stockton in the NBA Finals versus the Bulls look, you know, the late 90s and the early 2000s. I really didn't like it when they started wearing black ones. Like, the black thing has been done a million times. Be, be more unique, have that purple look. Uh, they should have went with maybe like a possible, like a forest green look. I think that would have been kind of cool. They should have went with the forest green look with the mountains and all that. That would have been an interesting thing instead of black. Black this, black that. Everybody wants to have black jerseys. Ah, you know, it's, it's, if it's not your identity, move just move, move off that. Green is more of the jazz identity than black. Green, purple, maybe that, you know, that, that bluish color. I, I like that better. So, anyhow, needless to say, the Wolves trade with Rudy Gobert hurts. It hurts. It hurts, and I, I, I don't know. Um, hopefully... Hopefully we can get through this and head in the right direction. Still, there's still a, there's still a chance somehow, some way, maybe we work around it. But it but it hurts. It hurts and it doesn't look good right now. It really doesn't. Denver Nuggets, Tim Conley's former club and the club that drafted. He was see. It's just the whole Rudy Gobert thing could go on forever and ever and ever because Tim Conley just started with the Denver Nuggets as their president of basketball or whatever the heck the role was called. Pretty much, I think the same thing. Yep. And he drafted Rudy Gobert in the second round, traded him to the Utah Jazz a month later, and then, oh my God, what was I thinking? Blah, blah, blah. Look at Rudy Gobert, what he's become. All these years later, comes back, comes to Minnesota, trades for Rudy Gobert, you know, within uh, like a month or two after drafting a nice center named Walker Kessler. A lot of us were not all that excited about him coming in, but it's just ironic. <laughs> Rudy Gobert might be the guy that makes Tim Conley look real bad, huh? So far he is. Because traded away from Denver, traded for, like, overspent for him, bringing him to Minnesota. So it's like, well, the Wolves lost to Denver in a game where the Wolves were playing pretty well for a while and things just kind of slipped away late. And I I don't know, things really slipped away late, honestly. Jamal Murray once again beating us down the stretch. It's a pretty good basketball game. Timberwolves were winning, and then they weren't. Uh, Denver wins by 11 in the fourth quarter, 34-23. to Wolves lose by four, ultimately 122 to 118. And uh, Jokic, Nikola Jokic is now the all-time leading assist guy in uh, the all-time assist leader anyway for the Denver Nuggets. And still pretty young, isn't he? Triple-double for Nikola Jokic, 31-13 in assists and 11 rebounds. He had more assists than rebounds. Again, for the uh, Arvidas Savonis of today, the modern version of Arvidas Sabonis and a younger, healthier version, you could say. Because by the time Arvidas was here, it looked like he had some men's shoes out there. Wendell Moore Jr. isn't looking like much of a draft pick, but Walker Kester is, and of course you trade the wrong one away. Shock of the decade. And of course, I don't think uh, Utah was in a huge rush to get Wendell Moore Jr. versus Walker Kessler. I'm sure they wanted to give Walker Kessler a chance. Luka Garza, 16 points off the bench. And we just saw him hit threes here for the Wolves against the Denver Nuggets on the, on the TV. Nas Reed, there's no Rudy Gobert. Once again, no Rudy Gobert. Shock of the year. Anthony Edwards, only 16 points. Missed all of his threes. D'Angelo Russell, mediocre. Four of eight. Just, yeah, but he made three, half of his threes. He's been shooting threes really well. Luka Garza was pretty awesome. Three of five from downtown and four of nine overall. 16 points off the bench. Jane McDaniels actually led the Wolves in scoring with 18. And, you know, had that nice, solid defense in the three three blocks. Nas Reed had three blocks. <clears throat> but in 26 minutes, Nas Reed only three rebounds. So Nas Reed's a strange guy. You know, he'll 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 get hot sometimes, or he'll have this great game. He'll go coast to coast. He'll go to the, all the way from one side to the other. Of course, coast to coast 
He's got all kinds of talent. And then all of a sudden, he doesn't rebound. It's like, what the heck? 9 of 10 from the free throw line is pretty damn good. We really appreciate what Nasri did bring, generally speaking, but got into foul trouble late, and that's why he didn't get to 30 minutes, because he would have, most assuredly. Tarian Prince, another awesome, awesome game off the bench. 14 points, we really appreciate that. Noel, only 14 minutes, but still one of the 9 points, still a factor. Um, but, again, the Wolves just kind of lost this down the stretch, and Jokic just kind of did his thing out there. I mean, you know, the, the getting those offensive rebounds, getting rebounds in general, and just kind of, you know, using that big body. And Jamal Murray got clutched late in the game, which often is what is the Wolves undoing. Jamal Murray did not have a good game last time around. That's one of the reasons the Wolves won. Uh, won. Same with uh, Jordan Clarkson, who often tortures the Wolves. Um, he got clutched late in the game, even though he didn't actually play particularly well uh, in the Utah game either, or, you know, the Wolves-Utah game. But Jamal Murray was good down the stretch and helped the Jazz win the game. Again, 13 assists by Nikola Jokic. We shall move forward, if humanly possible. Luckily, this one was the opposite. The Wolves looked like crud most of the way and then just took over. A nice third quarter. The Wolves had a nice third quarter. What do you think of that? In the first half, Toronto was torching us all over the place. They are up by double digits for an extended period, but as the stock chart goes for the Toronto uh, Raptors, it, it dropped like 1929 for them. And the Wolves end up winning the basketball game, thankfully. 128, 126. And again, it dropped like 1929 for them. Uh, Toronto down the stretch as D'Angelo Russell got hot late in the game. We really appreciate that. No lone wolf for you, though. I'm not giving it up for D'Angelo Russell. Because he was mediocre all week. He was mediocre all week. And then he had this hot game down the stretch. We appreciate it. It's a nice win. But um, you can get all high high on yourself and feel great. But that's up to you. Uh, Wendell Moore Jr., another three minutes and a minus six. I don't know even how that's possible. Torian Prince, a minus 23 for some reason. But Toronto was kicking our ass for an extended period in the first half. 13 for Noel off the bench. Edwards had his moments, did not shoot well, but he got to the free throw line, and that's good. If you're not shooting well, 5 of 16, that sucks. But he got to the free throw line, and he made 11 of 12, and that's good. You know, again, you make your adjustments. He had a lot of turnovers. Just a sloppy game as the Wolves put in a lot of effort versus the Nuggets and then just got beat. They got beat by, uh, dare I say, a better team in Denver and then had to fly back to Minneapolis to play a, a, a rested Toronto team who was fresh, spry, and ready to rock and roll. But the Wolves down the stretch got the job done. Jade McDaniels, very nice week, or a very nice week, generally speaking, um, and this was a really good game for Jaden McDaniels where he stepped up defensively. Uh, Jaden McDaniels was excellent defensively. Anthony Edwards was really good defensively. He did get three steals as well. That doesn't mean good defense, the street, three steals, but his defense was good down the stretch and helped the Wolves get this win. Um, a very nice win for the Wolves and kind of a much-needed one because you go from playing fairly well to a three-game losing streak just like that. I mean, it's devastating. You think you're headed in the right direction and then you start losing again. The Wolves are still one game uh, under, under 500, third place in the Northwest and still plenty of time and uh, not a whole lot of uh, ground between them and the playoff uh, playoff picture and all that. So Wolves still have a shot. Apparently D'Angelo Russell has, uh, there has been, uh, has uh, had some interest on the Miami Heat, so that's good. Um, what's this guy's name? I'm going to go to this real quick on, on Yahoo Sports. Jake Fisher. This has been read on other shows, but I'm going to bring it up anyway because I can and I should, that kind of thing, because maybe not everybody listening is, you know, following the Timberwolves as closely. Some of you might not be, uh, the Timberwolves might not be your favorite team. Maybe they're your second favorite team. 
kind of like I might listen to a Calgary Flames podcast, second favorite hockey team, that kind of thing. Um, basically, D'Angelo Russell is quotes. So again, this is kind of skimming around, but getting to the quotes. You either take advantage of me and my ability or F up the opportunity with me. Ooh, it's as simple as that. You know, so just kind of arrogant. I don't know, where is the other quote? There was another quote that was kind of important. Okay, yep. Um, as part of a response to how he is currently helping push fellow Timberwolves guard Anthony Edwards, Russell said, I'm an alpha as well. You know what I mean. I mean, you know what I mean. I'm an alpha as well. You know what I mean. I feel like I'm better than a lot of shooting guards and I'm better than a lot of point guards. He certainly has the ability to be better, but the mindset seems to be kind of somewhere else. That's the problem. He's kind of in and out, in and out, in and out. The talent is there, no question. But it's I think something's missing. I think you're the one. D'Angelo Russell, can I dare dare I say this response? D'Angelo, you either take advantage of your of yourself and your ability or F up the opportunity with your F up you the opportunity that you have. It's as simple as that. That's my comeback to D'Angelo Russell. Like who's really effing up the opportunity here? You know what I mean? Is it okay? What do you think of that response, huh? What do you think of that? What do you think of that? Yeah, to put that in your pipe and smoke it. Okay. That's the way you want it. That's the way you're gonna get it. Yeah, I mean, again, who is who's the one effing up the opportunity? But I suppose, what the hell am I saying? He's making thirty million a year to f up his opportunity. I guess I wish I could get thirty million a year to kind of sort of like tease people, you know, like, yay, look how good I am, look at that. And then the next day, like, sleep at the microscope all day. And then the next day, oh, look how good I am. <laughs> and then the next day, just don't go around the room distracting people and not working. Well, that never happens where I work. But um, then again, yeah, but what if that was me and I was making 30 million? You know, luckily that's not me and I'm still not making 30 million. I try to be a little bit closer to Anthony Edwards or something like that or or Michael Jordan. No, Michael Jordan. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I had to get to that. But the uh, Lone Wolf Award this week, I have to give it to Kyle Anderson. It's about time. It's about time Kyle Anderson got recognized for real. Um, we've been talking nice about him for a while, but I thought he had an absolutely wonderful week, generally speaking. I mean, you just watch him. The IQ goes up. I keep saying that. He's the current version of Sam Mitchell here on the Timberwolves. Loved what Sam Mitchell did. He'd, you know, he'd take the right shots. He'd make the right pass. He made other people smarter. I could see Kyle Anderson as at least a, a really nice assistant coach in the NBA after his career is done, and we'll see what happens. Um, I thought Sam Mitchell would have more success as a head coach, but I don't know. I'm surprised he's not an assistant again at the very least. He was a pretty good one, I thought. So uh, major respect to Kyle Anderson. Maybe he ends up being a great head coach. You never know. Uh, head coach, not just an assistant, but... Or he has zero interest in it whatsoever. But you, a, a guy like him seems like a coach. He seems like he's going to be a coach one day. Uh, Pat Beverly would probably, within two years, he, you know, he's he'd he'd be a shelf life guy, guy who would drive his. Uh, at first, to be like, oh wow, injected with energy, and we're going to kick everybody's ass. And then the next like year or two, man, what's up with this guy? Get out of here! Get him out of here! I can't take it anymore. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the I'm gonna dump the Gatorade on his head in the middle of the game because I'm sick of him. That kind of thing. Yeah. Anyhow, the Johnny Flynn Memorial is there one? It's Wendell Moore Jr. because he sucks. No, I'm kidding. I, I don't know. Is there really an individual player? And you know, because D'Angelo Russell had his moments and he was a hero in the 
in the later moments. I don't really want to rip on Nas Reed. I love what he's brought. He's certainly not perfect. Guys like Matt Ryan, Wendell Moore, how could you, you know, what's the point of picking on them? Just kind of in general, I'm going to give it to Tim Conley for, uh, yeah, I don't know, this this really good bear trade. I, 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 I know it's not a finished product yet. Maybe Utah screws up all the draft picks, but yeah, right. They're not going to screw them up. They'll, you know, they're, they're probably not going to get a great player at every position. Even if you are a great GM, you're going to a a you're going to make mistakes, and b, you know, the right guy just isn't there sometimes. Sometimes he's just not there. You could be the best GM in the world, and all you have to pick from is Myers Leonard or Wendell Moore Jr. Sorry, Wendell, but so far I don't know, man. <laughs> that that might be your only choices you have at number 20 in the draft, or even number 15 on occasion. It's just dry. It's just all dried up. Like, what, what are you going to do? It's not always the GM's fault, just sometimes the right guy isn't there. Um, but uh, there's usually somebody good, though. Uh, it's just You just don't find them until it's too late. It's some miracle pick. Um, so, with that said, yeah, I'm a fool, aren't I? I'm, I'm the Johnny Flynn Memorial for that statement. Anyhow, we'll take a quick break and we get to preview three games and one are from the, with the two team, uh, same two teams. So there you go. back here on Timberwolves Explosion, and as I made a moron of myself at the end of the first segment, I was trying to say the Minnesota Timberwolves have three games coming up, okay, and two of them are against the same team. That would be the Houston Rockets. (laughs) I almost said Utah. Can you imagine? I don't know what's going on with me right now. I mean, I don't get enough sleep or something, but Saturday, the Timberwolves will host the Houston Rockets. Monday, the Timberwolves will visit the Houston Rockets, so same team, two nights. Two out of three nights, so to speak. And then the New Orleans Pelicans, oh goody. Oh goody, on the 25th Wednesday. So, eh, we'll see how that turns out. I don't know. We shall see. The Houston Sprockets. But before we do that, let's get to DraftKings. I almost left that out. Now it would have been really stupid and not good. The NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57. And for the NFL division round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Mm -hmm. Plus, all new and existing customers, that means everybody, folks, everybody, just like those AT&T type of things. Yep, everybody, that's right, uh, can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg and add up to 100%. Um, and obviously, up and coming, you have an exciting game that might be almost impossible to bet, but you could have a lot of fun with it as well, is the um, Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals. Insanely looking forward to that one. I'm hoping and praying the winner of that game goes to the Super Bowl. I want nothing to do with the Kansas City Chiefs. They might be an easy pick. They might not. Jacksonville's obviously dangerous. Uh, uh, San Francisco... Over Dallas, I gotta think so. San Francisco's gotta beat Dallas, right? That might be the easier bet. It might be. Eagles and Giants, there's no way that's an easy bet. So I think the easiest pick, 
generally speaking, is the 49ers over the Cowboys. That's just my choice, but that's up to you. Cincinnati and Buffalo, that could go either way. Cincinnati did beat Buffalo earlier this season, blah, blah, blah. Um, Eagles and Giants, they're division rivals. You might think, Joey, the Giants are a sixth seed. They're, they're nothing, but they're division rivals, though. Um, and Jacksonville's been a funny team, a funny team in the second half of the season. Who knows? Maybe they'll pull off a freaking awesome upset, and I'd love it because just anything to get the Chiefs out of there, I'd be very happy because I don't like the Kansas City Chiefs. I just don't. <laughs> so that's just the way I see it. Um, check out Purple Mafia if you want to hear football conversation there too. But <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting into that. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TBPN. New customers can bet just $5 on the NFL division round and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. That's the Basketball Podcast Network. Network pardon me. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Do enjoy. See show notes for details, as Rudy Gobert might say. Rudy is going to be traded to the Portland Trailblazers by the end of this season because we need to get uh, draft picks returned. I don't know. Yeah, good luck, right? Man, he's only averaging 13 points, isn't he? But then again, I mean, he's not an offensive juggernaut anyway. Uh, 1.3 blocks, though. 1.3 blocks. I'm sorry, but... I'm sorry, but I gotta tell it like it is. I'm not, you know... I'm not employed by the Wolves, and even if I was, I'd be annoyed right now. Jalen Green's leading the club in scoring regarding the Houston Sprockets. What's their record? Not good. Uh, the Wolves toyed or, or got, the Wolves messed around with them last time and almost lost. That was pretty stupid. Hopefully, the Wolves don't do that again here. Ten and thirty-five on the season, fifteenth in the Western Conference. They are the Eastern team in the Western Conference. Twenty-seventh in points. Let's get to the comparisons here. My apologies. The Wolves, okay, and Kevin Porter Jr.'s got a foot injury, blah, blah, blah. Rudy Gobert with a groin, that's great. McLaughlin and Towns with a calf, we've talked about that a thousand times already. Points per game, Wolves are 10th, Sprockets are 17th, or 27th. Rebounds, the Wolves are 27th. Yeah, see, see, see what I'm saying, though? Can I, can I say it again? And I know Carl Anthony Towns has been out, but I can't emphasize enough, seriously. I, I just can't. 27th in rebounds. 27th. It's just that that says it all right there when it comes to the Wolves and Rudy Gobert and all that good stuff. Seriously. Seriously. 27th in rebounds. The Rockets are fourth. Fourth in the league. Fourth in the league. Field goal percentage. Wolves are third. Rockets are 30th. Um, Three point percentage. 19th for Minnesota. 29th for the Rockets. Assists per game, the Wolves are, or the Rockets are dead last, 30th in the NBA, Wolves are 11th. Turnovers, Wolves 27th, meaning like a higher number of them, but Rockets are even worse at 29th. Assist to turnover ratio, 23rd for Minnesota, 30th for the Rockets. The Wolves do block shots, but it's not because of Gobert as much as guys like McDaniels and Anthony Edwards, man. Fourth in the NBA, the Rockets are 17th. Steals, the Wolves are 4th, that's Anthony Edwards again, and the Rockets are 11th, so not too bad there. The Wolves do lead the series two games to zero, not three. The Wolves with an opportunity to sweep the Houston Rockets with a sweep here. Hopefully they get the job done. The Wolves won 129-117 on November the 5th, and then 104-96. They kind of screwed around with them. They, we were actually losing that game for a while, just, uh, gosh, about two weeks ago on Sunday, January the 8th. So Saturday and Monday, 21st, 23rd. We're already three weeks into January. Isn't that weird? Rockets have lost all of their last five. They stink right now, and the Wolves need to take advantage. I mean, why the heck not? 
what happens in these upcoming games. I, why do I have a crappy feeling we're going to freaking split? I sure hope not. Uh, let's look at some of the players really quick. Again, Porter Jr. has apparently got a foot injury. We'll see. Uh, Sengun was a pain in the butt last time around. He's, you know, he's doing all right for the, uh, he's a big, he's the big man. And he didn't make Rudy Gobert look too good either, unfortunately. Jalen Green's leading the club in scoring with 22 points a game. 33% from downtown and 41 from the floor. That's not that good. That's not that great. Ty Ty Washington Jr., love that name. Um, who am I thinking about? There's somebody that's on my mind. Jabari Smith, there we go. He's the, the uh, rookie, obviously the star rookie who came into the draft and all that. Kenyon Martin Jr. had some highlight plays against the Bulls the last time around. Jabari Smith, obviously, is a major factor. Has some great moments, but still kind of raw, still getting going, but when he's on his game, he's pretty good. Field goal percentage sucks, though, 39% and then 31 from downtown. So, obviously, he's got a ways to go with that, but welcome to rookies in the NBA. Uh, the Rockets, again, like I said, have lost five, uh, lost their last five. They lost to Sacramento twice and in terrible fashion. 135, 115, 139, 114, de- demolition, yuck. Clippers, they lose to them by 21. They lose to the Lakers, 140-132. Lose to the Charlotte Hornets, most recently, 122-117, and then play the Wolves twice. The Wolves will sweep this season series. The Wolves will get three wins in a row after beating the Raptors. The Wolves will sweep the season series at the end of the day. Timberwolves win in uh, Houston. That's the first game. No, no, this was the target center. The Wolves win the target center game. Anthony Edwards with 31. Uh, Timberwolves win final score of 125-115. 125 to 108, and then, yeah, it should be a significant win. And then we go to Houston. I got a feeling we might mess around a little bit there. Uh, Something like 118 to 114, something stupid. 118, 112, something like that. Anthony Arizona with uh, 25. Lead the Wolves in scoring, but won't be as great in that one. But he will have 25 in that game. He won't have as good of a shooting night. But 31 versus the Rockets on uh, Saturday. Other than that, though, we get to play the New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, goody. Watch out. New Orleans Pelicans, obviously a completely different team now. Uh, Zion Williamson's averaging 26 points a game. He's the phenom of that draft years ago. Najee Marshall, toe injury as of Jan 20, uh, Jan, 29, uh, Jan 19th. Herbert Jones, Jan 10th. Zion Williamson, apparently a hamstring issue at the beginning of the month. Oh, boy. Let's stay away from those type of things. New Orleans beat the Wolves by only one point on December the 28th. Actually, kind of an impressive showing by the Wolves, but we didn't finish the job. Play the, uh, again, we play them on Wednesday the 25th of January, and then don't play again until Sunday, April the 9th, when the uh, landscape will probably look a heck of a lot different out there. As I'm looking, when I'm doing Pimble's explosion that time of year, it'll probably be brown with a little bit of green poking up here and there. But uh, we'll see. Maybe it will be very white like it is right now. (laughs) New Orleans Pelicans have not been playing well, but that's probably because of injuries again, but Every team in the league has injuries, right? <laughs> January the 9th, the Pelicans beat the Washington Wizards by 20 on the road, 132-112. Beat the, nope, lost to Boston. They did not beat Boston. Not many teams are doing that right now. Um, 125-114 loss in Boston. 116-110 win versus Detroit, so they're better than us just for that alone. Lost at Cleveland, 113-103. That's matchups for you, because the Wolves are better than huh, New Orleans in that category. And then, yeah, the loss to the Heat, 124-98, most recently. Yuck. 
That's a bad game. And that was in New Orleans, too. New Orleans is the fourth seed in the Western Conference. Denver is number one with 32-13. and 13. Memphis, number two with 31-13. and 13. Sacramento Kings are number three in the Western Conference. It's kind of cool. Um, Frickin' Warriors are still lingering, though, and they're now seventh. The Wolves are actually the eighth seed right now, aren't we? Huh. So, games. And the Oklahoma City Thunder? Wow. Because remember how bad they were? And they got all those. Yeah. See, that's the other one when, uh, I believe, Jeff Johnson locally from Edina. In, in, in case he's listening. What an awesome guy. He really is, actually. Just in case you know him. Um, yep, he's been out there in Facebook pages forever. And obviously, you know, he's a Twitter and all that. Gigantic Wolves fan. But I believe he's a season ticket hauler. And again, from Edina. Um, he did mention out there. <laughs> yeah, he like posted on his, I don't know, on his regular Facebook page about how the, or maybe it wasn't a group. I don't remember. Um, I think it was his page. Oh, yes, the Rudy Gobert trade doesn't look good. But just imagine being the L.A. Clippers. <laughs> the L.A. Clippers. They gave up uh, basically 100 draft picks for Paul George, right? Where are the Clippers and where are the, the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder? The Thunder are the ninth seed in the West. The Clippers are the 10th. I mean, what more do you need to say? Because, yeah, it's it's got to suck. Paul George has been good. It's not his fault. There was Ryan Saunders. Yeah, that's Ryan Saunders at the uh, Denver Nuggets, right? He's on the Denver Nuggets. Yep, that's him. Cool. <laughs> Ryan Saunders, nice to see you. One in a hundred million chance he's listening, but yeah, no, just in case. That was kind of cool. That's the first time I've actually seen him publicly. Yeah, that's Ryan. There he is. <laughs> cool, you know, and I'm and I'm glad, you know. I'm glad, and it's a damn good, damn good team right now. But yeah, I mean, it's. It's interesting, interesting, you know, again, New Orleans, they're, what, seven games above 500? They were, they were way up there, like two and three in the conference. Now they're dropping down. Utah is, God, yeah, the West is weird this year. There's two teams that are way above everybody else right now, and that's Denver, Memphis, Eastern Conference, that's Boston, Milwaukee, and then Philadelphia's creeping up, and Brooklyn's made a huge comeback after an awful start to the season after they fired uh, Steve Nash. They've torn it up since then. They've been pretty good. So, but Boston, I think, is the best team in the NBA, and they will win the NBA championship this year over the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, the Sacramento Kings in the NBA Finals. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> as much as I love Boston, I, I mean, that'd be kind of cool to see Sacramento win an NBA championship just for the sake of, like, the Sacramento Kings won the NBA title. Wow. <laughs> Memphis, uh, I'll pass. I don't know. They kind of pissed me off last year, but... At least we got one of their one of their better players, Kyle Anderson. So let's talk about the Pelicans. I am really sorry. I'm babbling nonstop. Uh, sixth and sixth in points are the Pelicans. Sixth in rebounds. Jeez. Eighth in field goal percentage. Nineteenth. No, excuse me. Eleventh in uh, three point percentage. Ninth in assists. Twenty second in turnovers. Thirteenth in assist to turnover ratio. Twenty first in block shots. Yeah, Zion's not exactly that kind of guy, but Steele's their second in the league. Second. Segunda. Pretty good. Segunda. Uh, Zion Williamson, 26 points. But will he play? CJ McCollum, Timberwolves killer forever and ever and ever because we we treated him like crap going into that draft. We just kind of passed on him twice. Like, we don't want you. Go away. And he's torched us ever since with the Blazers and now with the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. CJ McCollum. He's another one of those guys, even if he's not playing well. He's, he's another shooting guard who's murdered the Wolves forever, like Jordan Clarkson and Jamal Murray. And... Clarkson, I don't know if we passed on him in the draft. Like, probably. Murray, yeah, we did. We, God, we passed on Jamal Murray for Chris Dunn, right? Remember how much I was 
going crazy about Jamal Murray in that draft. I was on Jamal Murray, so I was right about something. Once in a while, I am right. Not all the time. <laughs> Once in a while. Um, McCollum, I was dead wrong. I was absolutely wrong. I forget who I even liked that year, but I was wrong about him. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And, yeah, that was dumb. That's on me, so I apologize. Um, New Orleans, I think they I think they win the game, but maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, it depends on who's healthy, I guess. I'm curious now. See, hamstrings are not good. And, yeah, Zion Williamson has not been playing, has he? So, they're definitely beatable. McCollum's healthy, which <laughs> that might be enough. And then Valen, Valenciunas is a pain in the ass. He's been a pain in the ass for the Wolves historically. Um, I don't know if Zion's going to play. Those hamstrings and such. Yeah, the NBA hamstring really is not a good thing. And he's a big dude, and the bigger they are, the harder they fall. You know, that was why Mem uh, excuse me, New Orleans was so damn good was because Zion Williamson is finally healthy. And not only is he healthy, but he's kicking butt. Like, you know, a couple of years ago he had 27 a game, and then he missed the whole dang season last year. And then this year, 26 a game. Awesome. But now he's missing time with a freaking hamstring. He hasn't played since Jan the 2nd. So, yeah, that's the exact day. Oh, boy. Yeah, because they were so good back then. They did have a four-game losing streak in the middle of December, though. So they were kind of sucking. They weren't that good in December either, really. They were starting to kind of, you know, reality's kind of setting in. Maybe you guys aren't as good as you think you are. Could the Wolves actually sweep this week? There, there's a chance. I mean, Zion Williamson made us look like fools last time around, didn't he? And then you have like a coast-to-coast -coast play, like a steal, and just took off and all that. And we were complaining, saying, well, he's playing football. We're playing basketball. Like, he's kind of bullying his way through us, you know, barreling his way through. But the Wolves only lost by one in that game. It's just the fact we lost, you know, one or 21. Still sucks to lose. Uh, he had 43 points in that game. McCollum 20, but I remember him hitting some big ones. Like, it just, ugh, make you want to smash something. You have three of six from downtown, and you know they were at in most inopportune times. Um, and Valanciunas was a pain in the butt as well. Wolves win. Wolves win. Wolves are going to be above 500 at the end of this week. The Wolves will win. Gun to my head. Wolves win the game. Final score, something along the likes of... I got a feeling Jade McDaniels is going to get 20-something. He's not going to lead the Wolves in scoring, but he's going to be one of the main reasons we win this game. I got a feeling uh, D'Angelo Russell is going to get hot, 25. And Anthony Edwards is going to get around 30. He's, he's pretty much a 30-point guy right now, Anthony Edwards. Uh, with Carl out of the lineup, he's a 30-point guy. Um, it's going to be kind of a team average, but those are going to be the three main guys out there. Rudy Gobert, I don't know what's going to happen if he's even going to play. His groin injuries, that's the other annoying one, like a hamstring. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. This guy's out, that guy. Uh, I'm sick of Gobert and his injuries. Ugh. He's injured, he's sick, he's sick, he's injured, he's injured, he's sick, he's sick, he's injured. Walker Kessler, 20 points and 4 assists and 4 blocks and uh, four, twenty, 17 rebounds. And Rudy Gobert's out. Oh, Rudy Gobert played, but he went out early. He played, but he's out early in that one. He, he played, uh, he only attempted 4 shots and, and got 8 rebounds and no blocks. But he had 12 points. That's great, 12 points. Woo, 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 woo. That's 50 million right there, baby. 50 million, let me tell you. Just like every other sport, it's nice to have guys on rookie contracts versus overpaid, uh, you know, over the, yeah, just overpaid 30-year-old, 30-plus-year-olds. It's it's just the way it is, you know? And, you know, at 43, I don't like to be called old, but it is what it is, you know? <laughs> so, 
It is what it is. Uh, but the Wolves will sweep this this week. I'm going to pick it. I'm going to step out in faith. Five wins in a row for the Timberwolves. I'll probably be dead wrong, but if I'm right, I'm going to be gloating next week. Not really. Not really. Maybe in my playful way. But the Wolves will sweep this week. With that, we'll take a quick break and get to fan interaction as soon as possible. Timberwolves Explosion Fan Interaction segment. We'll see how this goes. Shouldn't be too bad. Obviously, some fun interaction. want to thank Tanae Brown and Levi Brown for retweeting the most recent show coming in out of New Zealand. The Basketball Podcast Network coming out of Vancouver, British Columbia. Of course, that's Canada, but you know. <laughs> and Vinrock Vince Germano coming in out of Victoria, Australia. That's right. Victoria, Australia, which is also known as uh, Melbourne, Australia. Victoria is the Providence. That Victoria is like, you know, British Columbia, if you know what I mean. So I love you, Vince Germano. Again, a courtside podcast. It's, it's going to come back one of these days, but you know how hiatuses are. Every time you're going to come back, you're like, ah, maybe next week. Ah, maybe next week. You know, and it's just like, ah. I remember me and Marcus were like that one time. Or No, that was just Marcus. <laughs> if it's up to me, I try to at least be weekly. I try. But during the regular or postseason or whatever, off season. Uh, it's not as easy. Um, Tanae Brown was saying, there's just no need to make the Gobert trade even without the hindsight of how good Kessler is. Exactly. We we have a great starting center already, and Reed is a pretty good backup. I will never understand the trade, and uh, yeah, I feel you 100%. It, 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 it hurts. I was saying, I remember just like hyperventilating, thinking, oh no, what are we doing? And then I felt better considering it's a big name, but these type of things never work out. It just feels like they never do. Um, you could go on, you can make example after example after example. A very recent one again, Paul George with the Clippers. It's Paul George is a good player, but you don't want to you don't want to do that and then pay a guy nine bill billion dollars and give up nine, you know like three hundred draft picks. You just it's stupid. It's stupid. I'm sorry. It's stupid. If you're gonna make a trade, make a smart trade. Don't 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 go crazy. And if if Utah if Utah demanded and expected all that, still tell them go to hell. Tell them go to hell and drop dead. Quite frankly.
Yeah, thank you, Michael Savage. Yes, I agree. That's what I would tell them. If, if that's what they expected, that's what I'd tell them. Um, and then Tanay continues saying, younger, better contract, does his job, doesn't complain about his role, chance to develop. I don't understand why anybody says no here. And that was, yeah, about the whole thing. I was saying, I still wish that Tim Conley never made that stupid trade. Just having Walker Kessler already being as good as he is at half the age of Rudy Gobert, that's all you need to know. Oh, yeah, four draft picks and keeping Jerry Vanderbilt at the very least. Hashtag Timberwolves. And there was the um, poll. Yep. Did somebody, somebody unfollowed? What the heck? You clown. Anyhow, who, maybe it wasn't a real uh, profile, though. Who knows? I was saying, would you trade Rudy Gobert straight up for Walker Kessler? Amazingly, this ended up being extremely close after a good number of votes. 52.8% to 47.2. But Walker Kessler does win the election to be the Timberwolves center of the future if everything could be reversed. Because, again, the cap space is a big thing. And, again, you'd still have guys on the roster that are expensive, but you, you can let them go via free agency. Or maybe a trade still. Maybe you still trade uh, Malik Beasley away. And, of course, Patrick Beverly, whatever. You know, I mean, what did he have? One year left. So, yeah, drives me nuts. Drives me absolutely nuts. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this show. Hope it was fun. Hope I'm not too obnoxious, too negative. And anybody that thinks I'm negative, I just picked the Timberwolves to sweep this next week. So that's not that negative. I picked the Wolves to go on a five-game winning streak. So obviously there's there's something there. There's obviously something there with the Wolves. Um, the Wolves, uh, ne- you could call it kind of like neon green jerseys. They're okay. That's kind of what they're wearing now. Uh, I guess they're the replacements for... I don't think we wear the lime green anymore. These must be the replacements. Because like, there's lime green, but it's like a gray with lime green now. Kind of a grayish blue. And, yeah, those are okay. That's like our quote-unquote third jersey. And then the fourth jersey is the city one. Last year's city jerseys were just awesome. The best city jerseys I've ever seen. Where, see, the Wolves did their rebrand at the, uh, you know, in 96-97, right? When, uh, yep, 96 97, when we traded for Stefan Marbury and all that. That's when the Wolves did their rebrand, and Garnett was going into his second year. That was a great rebrand, even though I love the original Wolves logo and uniforms. But a great rebrand. A lot of teams did some crappy ones around that time, like Detroit and such. Um, the Detroit one was a little earlier. Uh, the Pistons back with that, just kind of that classic royal blue and red. Much better. Just leave it alone. I, I love it. Uh, Utah back with a note. Love it. Uh, Golden State with that weird look, it was okay for a minute or two, but then you go back to kind of that, you know, Golden Gate Bridge look, it's good. I hate the current Warriors, but the general history of the Warriors, not bad, obviously cool. Chris Mullen, all those guys, and going way back into the you know, the Rick Berry days, yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool franchise, but the Curry era, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's, it's the glory years, technically, of that franchise, no question, but it's an unlikable bunch of jerks, in, in my opinion, but you can disagree all you want, and that's fine. We're all different. Um, some people might think the Wolves are unlikable, <laughs> since some of them are, actually, but not uh, maybe just Russell. <laughs> With that said, please tell your friends about the show. Uh, download your DraftKings Sportsbook app, yes, sir, and uh, start betting on those NFL games and 950 NBA games. Yep, well, why not? Why not bet on the Wolves versus the Rockets and the Pelicans and stuff? Why not? Have some fun with it. And uh Come ahead, you know, that's a good feeling. Um, call into the show if you could as well. Uh, what do I call it? An audio submission. Basically open up your, your smart device. Any free voice recording app on the planet, just open it up, press record, read it like a phone call, 
Uh, then when you stop, you save it and send it to PaladinoLive at Yahoo.com. PaladinoLive at Yahoo.com. Um, yep, and then I would then convert it into an MP3 file thanks to Zumzar with a Z.com. Great place to convert your files if you need to. And um, there you go. It's a lot of fun, no doubt about it. With that said, have a wonderful week, and we'll uh, talk to you next time.